everybody out there. This is the... Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and and I love connecting with everyone here on bbsradio.com, and, and so many of you have sent emails, and uh, we just love connecting with you. So I want to thank you for your ongoing support and continuing support. We've got lots to share with you in terms of some of the things we're going to be launching. One of them is going to be Dr. Pat's Holistic Makeover, and what that is is getting practitioners our sponsors, many people to partner and selecting several of you to participate in changing your life for good. And not just changing maybe the few pounds that you want to lose, but what does it look like to have an integrated approach of body, mind, and spirit so that you get the help you need to move to that joy, to that place of peace, to whatever that is that you want. So we'll have lots of that information coming out. In the next couple of weeks or so, I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basili. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour, and we have got a jam-packed hour for you. I am so thrilled to be talking tonight about emerging spiritual trends, and what better person to do that with than someone who launched the website precognito.com, who has been an entrepreneur, psychic, a writer for over 20 years, and who can trace her career uh, trends for her own success back into the days when she and I were in that corporate environment. And so inspired by the works of Edgar Casey, she began developing psychic abilities, and she's here today to fill us in on what we are calling emerging spiritual trends. Now, many people know her as Kim. We're going to talk with her and refer to her as M.W. And so we want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. And and thank you so much for joining us here today. And uh, we'll have to get into a little story about how you were named M.W. Yeah, um, years ago, uh, to really put my feet to the fire, or so to speak, in terms of making predictions, I started a celebrity prediction site called The Sixth Search. And I created a name called Ms. Who, which I thought was kind of funny. And it was all, you know, it was meant to kind of be ha- have fun and to be in jest. And, um, and I wrote a book years later, and rather than, my, my last name is Stempion, and people have such a tough time with it, uh, I just decided to take Ms. Who and just go M.W. There couldn't be anything easier than that to remember, M.W. And it's much easier to sign books that way. So that's the only reason for it i also like i'm one of those people i like the idea of our magazine which is also in print and it's at newsstands nationwide in canada and also great britain um i like the idea of having the readers be the celebrities and not like you know like an oprah magazine or a magazine about me um and when you go onto our blogs um, uh, the blog online called the buzz I actively encourage members to make predictions um, it, uh, for celebrities, to make predictions for other people who are asking questions about themselves. And I really want to encourage people to do that, even if you're like a, uh, a semi-professional psychic or a complete novice. I believe everyone is psychic. So that's what the, the blog is for. And, you know, ask your personal questions about relationships and children and things like that, too. And I'd be happy to answer, and we've got a number of really active um, 
uh, readers? Well, you know, part of this is what I love about what you're saying is that, you know, what we're doing is we're looking at how we can, as individuals, recognize how absolutely significant we are on this planet. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it isn't just about the pop culture, who's going to win American Idol tonight. You know, it's about are we willing to step up and name and claim the American Idol or the Idol period in each of us that we love and desire. And that's a tough one because we're usually our, our, our worst critics, aren't we? We are, and we definitely have this culture. You kind of brought up this uh, con- con- concept in a sense of wanting to be like somebody else, like having other people love us, like a celebrity is loved. And rather than really understanding that that love has to come from inside and you can grow that self-love by having compassion for others, by truly giving your talents and, and aligning your life um, with in-service of others. And that's what compassion is. Narcissism, which is really heavily promoted in our media, you've got a lot of reality shows. I've been on them. Um, and American Idol, you see those kids auditioning with no talent, but they have a sense that they're entitled to be a celebrity. And if they're a celebrity, suddenly everyone's going to love them. And that's basically what narcissism is about, because there is no self-love in there. But I'm going to try to be something that I'm not. And and you see these people in the um, the audition shows. Oh yeah, American Idol. Yeah. Um, so that other people will love me. This is a celebrity culture, and it's really creating a clear divide between um, uh, this kind of nar- narcissism, which is actually self-loathing. Um, and I have to behave a certain way because if I'm like Paris Hilton, more people will love me. Um, or you have a whole different world of people out there really devoting their lives, saving other human beings, saving other saving animals. I, mean, I just interviewed a woman from Animals Asia named Jill Robinson, rescues these bears that are caged and their bile is extracted from their liver. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredibly nauseating to me. It is, um, but, you know, she's so uh, such a great leader because they don't – this is happening over in China, mm-hmm. and um, she really faced her worst fears. She was on a tour um, with other people of these bear farms, and she snuck away, and she went down into this dank, dark basement where they had these bears caged, and it was the most horrible thing she says she's ever seen. But a bear actually reached through the cage mm. and touched her. These are seven-foot-tall bears mm-hmm. um, and touched her on the shoulder and looked at her in the eye, and she knew that she'd never see that bear again. Um, but she was brave enough to sneak away and said, I know something terrible is going on here, and I'm going to face, face the worst possible thing. And she took that horrible vision that she'll never forget. She even named that bear um, in her mind, um, and and is now rescuing hundreds of bears, and they still anticipate that there there are about two to three thousand of them in these farms. But they were are working very closely with the Chinese government. Um, they, they have a really unique approach. They don't do the boycotts. 
you know, we're talking about boycotting the, the uh, Olympics over there. I'm not a believer in that. Mm, well, it was interesting. You know, the Dalai Lama came to Seattle and is apparently, you know, traveling around. And, you know, one of the questions uh, that well, he was asked was about boycotting the Olympics. And he was absolutely adamantly against any of that. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to see what we have in our toolkit, you know, what we have in there that really talks to the point of who we truly are. And that's what tonight's show is about. You know, it's about looking at what's happening in the world of spirituality. Are things different today than they've been? What makes them different? And we're going to be taking your calls uh, right here on the Dr. Pat Show. And, you know, we'll be doing a number of different things by opening up those phone lines and enabling each and every one of you to connect directly, um, you know, with us tonight on the show. And you will be thrilled and pleased and, and eager to connect with Kim tonight on the Dr. Pat Show or better known as MW. Let's talk about trends. Can, first, let's start with the whole idea of the conversation about spiritual trends. I mean, some people think the, uh, the idea of, of having anything called the spiritual trend is close to absurd. What do you think? Um, well, I think there are definitely trends. I mean, you, you, have, um, you can look at the numbers, of the numbers of people that are turning away from traditional religion. And I, I really do think um, it's, I think there's a rediscovery of this concept called Gnosticism. You know, Mary Magdalene I really love, and Gnosticism, Gnosticism is basically God is within, and we're really trying to kind of discover what that means. And it really has to happen on an individual basis. It can't, I mean, trying to buy into like a formula that may not be right for you um, is, has not been the way. But I'm not one of those people, and I know yeah, there's been a lot of talk. Um, I think I got an email about someone who is a very Christian, talking about Oprah Winfrey and mm -hmm. Eckhart Tolle, talking about redefining God. You probably won't ever see anything like that in my magazine because I think whatever your definition of God is doesn't need to be redefined. Mm -hmm. It's just an issue of knowing that you are made in the image of God and understanding yourself and, I guess, having a sense of power, really feeling that, that power um, within yourself, and that it resides right in your heart. Um, it is, it is all about compassion. Compassion is is a great deal of power. It's at really activating your um, your your Christ chakra in a sense. Well, you know, when we're looking about at all of this, you know, uh, how can we, how can we step back and explore the world of divinity? in our day-to-day -day lives, in how busy we are, in the things we do. And then, you know, let's talk about how the, the magazine, how when we look at, you know, precognito, when we look at what you're creating, how do we learn how to use the tools, such as your magazine, to help us rise to that place where we know that we are not only divine, but we truly can create and manifest with the same power and energy of whatever your higher power is, it is to you. Right, right. Well, um, I work with a system um, 
we, we in the magazine I introduce the higher self, mm-hmm. and we have visualizations that you know you can kind of look at your higher self, and I do a um, and we repeat we repeat a lot of basic visualizations over and over in different ways. Um, one of them is a soul retrieval, retrieving your um, pieces of your heart of hearts that you've given away to other people along in this lifetime and in other lifetimes if you know if you were are, are into the past life um, stuff so um, once you can kind of retrieve all those heart fragments that's a, a basic soul retrieval exercise you can begin to speak a little bit closer to your higher self and we really don't create in a sense mm-hmm. our higher self i use this analogy our higher self is like a an eagle looking way up on a cliff, looking down with very sharp vision at the realm of all possibilities for us. And it is saying, gee, I really have a plan for myself already, and in order to get you there, I need you to go take this step, this step, and this step. Unfortunately, our conscious selves aren't able to see all that. We just need to use our psychic ability, or some people call it our intuition, not let what the beliefs of other people or religions or cults, and there are a lot of cults that are very active right now. It's a big trend, you know, that's a secret, the law of attraction. That's a whole cult that can override this communication with your higher self. And when you do the, like a soul retrieval, then we also do some Akashic Records work, um, which is basically um, kind of taking out some of these voices in your head in uh-huh. a sense that do not belong to you. It's a voice of your mother, you know, saying, oh, you can't, you can't be a famous person. You, you'll be better than the rest of us, and then we won't love you. Well, you know? let's and, and you know, let's talk about that. You know, we've heard about the Akashic records, and as a matter of fact, you know, part of today, part of what we're doing today, is you know, connecting our listeners with you because there are many, many things that are on people's minds, and you know, you know, we hear about uh, the recession, we hear about the price of gasoline, mm-hmm. and and if we take all of that information in, doesn't it then start to feel like this giant boa constrictor? Just squeezing the life out of us. It does, and I, I learned a little trick. Okay. Um, and I've, you know, I lived in Los Angeles. Um, I've been out here in Michigan two years, and about three years ago, I saw my. I have two, a couple different businesses. One was declining temporarily, and it recently bounced back. Um, but I could see that trend ahead of time psychically. I could see that that was going to happen. Psychically, I could see that um, the real estate market was going to decline significantly, and I had a very narrow window of opportunity to sell while it was still at its peak. Mm. And I could have chosen to listen to what the realtors were saying, what the news media was saying at the time. Oh, there's not going to be any downturn. Oh, we fully expect this to continue. Um, but I listened to my higher self saying, there's something wrong. You gotta, you've got a plan for the worst. So I used this little technique to really measure, look at the things that were costing me a lot of money, house, car, 
blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and what I did is I imagined, let's see, I, at the time I was driving a big, fancy Lexus, brand new Lexus, big, <laughs> big old gas guzzler. And, of course, in my mind I had tracked... I do a little XY graphs, and I had looked at the price of gas, and I could see, oh, my gosh, before Bush leaves office, it's going to go up to over $4. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it had just gone over like 250 and people were freaking out. Um, but, of course, those prices will drop as soon as the Democrat gets into uh, office. Now, is that a prediction? That, yeah, yes, it is. Okay. Well, <laughs> and the reason, years ago. The, uh, the reason I ask you uh, is because you are known for the accuracy of your predictions. And, you know, that's why we're thrilled to have you on the show tonight, oh, um, you. you know, to to give our, our, our listeners a sense of how they can tap in and also get in touch with creating the abundance that they want in, in their own lives. And do you believe, you know, from the work that you do, do you believe that there is a line that people cross where they become dependent upon people such as yourself uh, and forget how to rely on their own sense of yeah. prediction. Do you know what I'm saying Absolutely. here? Absolutely. And, of course, the, the, the worst culprits are the women who know their husbands are having affairs but are so afraid, do not use their capacity to see their own futures, know that there is always something new. It will be different, but you will survive and new things, you will make room for new things if you're willing to say, I love myself, and I'm going to say no more. So those types of people are the ones that are the, become very reliant. They want you to tell them something different. And this is one reason I put a lot of visualizations. Um, I send out newsletters. I put a lot of stuff. I have a really cool visualization that's coming out um, in the fall issue um, that is very revealing about our what we're doing uh, to uh, individuals that are being taken to torture prisons. And mm. surprise, surprise, I've done this with many people. Innocent Americans have been taken and are being held in offshore torture prisons. So, but that's just one example. You can take, break little visualizations down and apply them to your own life so you can get your own answers. The key is you've got to learn to listen to yourself. And if you have those voices in your head, like your mom saying, oh, you should never get a divorce, and if you get divorced, you're too old, blah, 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 that's that little voice in your head that is not your own, that is overriding your communication with your higher self, and your higher self, trust me, your higher self is saying, get rid of that guy. <laughs> your higher self will not, never. Your higher self is made in the image of God, and God will not say, you need to sit and suffer and have this guy completely disrespect your marital vows and you just need to, t- to take you know to to stick with it and suffer through it and be humiliated your higher self is the same way your higher self is saying hello 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 and trying to and sending you loud and clear images in your dreams and right? why want let me ask you this why is it that some people can pay attention to their dreams and get this incredible sense of okay, I get it, this is what this means. And and then there are those of us that don't get it. You know, we don't have a sense of of what our dreams mean, or at least the sense that we get uh, isn't enough for us to, you know, break down, crack the code, so to speak. Well, dreams are so complicated. They are downright complicated to interpret, and they take Uh a lot of practice. And also they take a lot of practice to remember. 
Um, I um, used to religiously keep track of my dreams, and I began to learn that there were predictive dreams and, and so forth. And you're, and you're talking, you may be also talking about conscious dreams, like I, I'm, want, I really can visualize this for myself. Is that where you're talking conscious? Well, con- well, I'm one of these conscious dreamers. I don't get much when I go to sleep, <laughs> but I'll be driving my car or back from the studio, and all of a sudden my windshield, you know, uh, flashes this incredible picture of something I'm supposed to either do or right. or change. You right. see what and I'm saying? Absolutely yeah. wonderful. And that's the, those moments when you're like vacuuming your floor, very repetitive, or you're painting a new color on your wall, and you're going back and forth. And then it, it's a great time for you to, if you have a, a, a problem you want to solve, is my husband really having a problem? Really having an affair? When you're doing those repetitive things or you're mindlessly stuck in traffic and it's going along at a steady pace, and you're going to get that, that flash of information. You need to grab it. Part of grabbing it is having a good memory, you know, because a lot of people don't have a great memory, and they'll have an image and it'll be gone from their memory in an instant. So you need to, you know, do, maybe perhaps do some memory-enhancing enha- things, you know. Um, like re- dream recall will really helps um, enhance your memory. Um, and trust it. And trust that. And it just takes a lot of practice. Um, but I think you're probably much better off when you have things like that, that flash to mind, to write them down and say, hey, I need to pay attention to this. And do you notice how, like, when you're in a – I was with my mother in an antique mall, and we were talking about something. Uh-huh. I don't remember what it was. And then suddenly there it was on the shelf. Right, exactly. That happened to me today, actually. Right. And it's you because it's on the top of your mind. Suddenly you're paying attention, and antique mall is just filled with everything imaginable. So of course it would show up. And we were talking about something related to antiques, and boom, there it was. So it's kind of like that in real life too. If you're paying attention, you have this image that flashes to your mind. Oh, okay. Note to self. <laughs> and then you you will pay attention, and it, it will be reinforced if it is in fact. Uh, you know, uh, uh, predictive. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, offer your services, so to speak, to our listeners. And and sometimes we just need a little bit of information to either affirm or uh, you know shine the light, so to speak, on a direction that we want to take. We know we should take. And sometimes you know having someone sort of agree or at least affirm it for us is. Uh, You know, sometimes we just don't trust ourselves enough. And so we're going to be opening up the phone line so that each of you will have an opportunity to connect with MW today on the Dr. Pat Show. And uh, let me give you the telephone number toll-free right here on BBS, which is 877-876-5227, And, MW, what would you like our listeners to, to have in mind would you like them to have a specific question? What What would you need? Yeah, just ask a specific question. It's um, when you kind of come to a psychic and say, tell me about myself. And sometimes, like if I go to other psychics, I'll say, what else do I need to know? But I usually go in with, with specific questions. Um, you know, here, here's what I'm doing now. And, you know, I'm, I'm going between these two choices or is there something else that I'm completely missing? You know, that that type of thing. It really helps, you know, to go... To go fast. All right, 877-876-5227 is our toll-free number. Uh, again, 877-876-5227. Give us a shout. 
and we'll see if we can get some of your questions answered. You know, it used to be a mystery about who was going to win the Democratic nomination. I think it's, uh, it's still a mystery to, for some people, uh, you, you know, here. But, uh, you know, do you find yourself being asked to, to come up with what is MW's top of the list 2008 great predictions? Well, um, actually, I will, I will probably do that for 2009 mm-hmm. in um, the uh, January-February issue. Um, and, um, but, you know, I have to tell you, I just did this really great thing called the frying, the fidelity frying pan test, uh-huh. which is a simple little visualization. And I had recently been asked for a radio show, which candidate would most likely get in trouble for having sex with a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we talked about that. And I did, I completely missed something. I completely missed it, and it's really coming up, and it really just demonstrates what narcissism, narcissists will do to themselves when they, they have the prize right in the palm of their hands. Mm-hmm. But this is called the Fidelity Frying Pan Test, so if any of your callers want to try this, okay, let's share do this it. Let me call it. So here's what you do. All right. You imagine in front of you okay. um, each of the presidential candidates, so we can start with Barack Obama. Okay. Okay. To your right facing you will be Barack. To your left, to his side, is his wife. Okay. Her her name, Robin. Okay. So we're going to call this a fidelity frying pan test. And this is based on, you know, how many of these stupid politicians have we seen confessing their sins to the world and their wives standing dutifully behind them, and you just, I just really want to see one of them take out a big, giant cartoon frying pan and just whack them over the head mm-hmm. right there on television instead of sta- standing there with a for- forlorn look on their face. Okay. So I mean, this like, is Barack, Barack and Michelle, right? Right. So we're going to do that. We're going to picture, okay, there's a, a frying pan sitting there. So um, we're in the month of May, and so um, the, the issue is, will Robin give ever give Obama a big frying pan over the head, right, for infidelity. Okay, got it. All right, so we're in the month of May. Do you see her whacking him over the head? Do you want me to answer? Yeah, go ahead. No. Okay, month of June. No. Month of July. Next year. July next year. Mm-hmm. This year? Uh, 2009. 2009. Okay. Whacking him over the head. Yeah. Big infidelity frying pan. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's see what the callers say. Yeah, there is, see, he's... I mean, I, I don't know where that came from. It just popped up. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't have any information. Right. You know, I, but, I, but can I just share something with you? Yeah. When I was doing that, or when you, when you asked me to do that, I had this sense of the big whack with the frying pan. Yeah. But I had this sense of one of the greatest... What do I want to say? You know, we thought Clinton was trying to do a good job with the cover-up, but I got this sense that the only one that's going to know that she's whacking him is going to be him and Michelle. Very interesting. And I can't really explain it. It was just a little feeling. Yeah, interesting. You know, like I was uh, eavesdropping. That's it. Okay. Yeah, voyeur. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I do see uh, Obama's wife leaving him at some point, uh-huh. um, and it could be 
Um, see, I'm really seeing him kind of getting derailed in this July. Mm. Um, I'm, I, I'm seeing like a, 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 this month he fooled around with a young girl on his campaign. Mm-hmm. This month. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but you're getting July of next year, so, you know, I could be off by a year. Yeah, I think um, there's a difference in my mind when, and let me just explain it to you, because this is an interesting conversation about spirituality and intuition, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is what I love about doing these shows. And before I go ahead and do that, I want to make sure that all of you out there know we're taking your calls, uh, getting you plugged in, getting you connected to do a reading with MW right here on the Dr. Pat Show. All you need to do is call in, have your question ready, some area of your life, something you want information about, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. The frying pan, to me, is kind of the last straw. See, when you because we framed it by setting it up with mm-hmm. this, you know, for once, let's see a woman went take out this frying pan. Yeah, um, and you know that's because we set it up that way, and I made a, a point of, of framing it that way. Got it. So when you ask yourself these questions, sit down and frame it out. But you know, you might want to just to remind yourself, just write out, you know, how you frame it, all your assumptions, basically. I have an engineering background, so I, you know, took a lot of math, and you always <laughs> did your assumptions, and you wrote them out very clearly, and then you solved the problem from there, and then you referred back to the assumptions. Well, and also part of what you do is, you know, you integrate different aspects and different different processes, actually. I mean, I, you know, I've been on your website, so I want to make sure everybody has that, that those of you listening could go check all of this out at precognito.com, P-R-E-C-O-G-N-I-T-O.com. I was looking at your astrology uh, section, mm-hmm. uh, and I was taking a look, and, I, and I've heard a lot of different things astrologically, and, you know, maybe this is a good time to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've heard about of the different retrogrades that are happening. We thought we've also heard about, you know, how Pluto seems to be moving in and out of, um, of you know, what is it, Jupiter, um, uh, or in, in Sagittarius and Capricorn. And I'm not an astrologist, so this is totally not my area. But what I've come to know and appreciate in listening to the stories of people, my listeners, people that you know are are, are on the show is that this is a very confusing energy right now. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying, and I'm not an astro- I have two really fantastic astrologers mm-hmm. um, that are contributors to, regular contributors to the, pub, mm-hmm. to the magazine. Um, I, you know, I, I well, what do you say about the energy? I mean, if you look at the Akashic Records or you, we look at our soul's journey, you know, is this confusion because we are in denial, or is this mixed energy? Oh, let me see. I'm not sure I can get an, a, a question for, or an answer from the Akashic Records on that. Because mm-hmm. I'm not much, let me see about energies. Um, hmm. I'm not sure how to frame the question so I can get a good answer from up there. And once again, I'm not much of an astrology person. Well, let me but... let me let me let me give you the question in a different way. Yeah. I'm going to give you an Oprah an Oprah question. Okay. And the only reason I say Oprah is because right now, probably one of the most successful teleclasses, webinars, whatever you want to call it, has been this 10-week conversation on life's purpose. 
It's on everyone's mind in some strange way. Yet, the flip side of that is, I want to know about my life purpose, but make sure I have a lot of money in my bank account. I I can't even tell you how much Eckhart Tolle bothers me. He is, I, I picked up his book briefly at Walmart, and... I can look at what's going on in his his brain, and there's he's actually he he has this very it's not a whole brain way of thinking. He's one of those individuals that you can look at, and as a child, he was probably one of those very strange kids who wore Superman suits to school and was picked on by the other kids, and he still wears space suits, <laughs> and he's. I, I happen to see something on. I haven't done any of the classes. I, I I just really stay away from stuff that Oprah is promoting because it is the latest fad of the day. It's and she has such clout with people. People assume if you have a lot of money, you are really smart. And Oprah was at the right place at the right time. She's worked in media since she was 25. She's a 60 year old woman. And for her to say to the world that if you just focus your thinking, focus your thought on whatever you desire, and you should desire a big house or some of the great products that I schlock on my TV show, if you just do this um, and think only positive thoughts, then you're going to be like me. Well, you know, 40, 35, 40 years later maybe. You know, if you've dedicated your life to it, you can be very successful. But I, I just, I, the whole Eckhart Tolle thing just bothers me because I saw him on YouTube and he was talking about pain bodies. We have a pain body, and the only reason producers produce, uh, he was saying, uh, the only reason producers produce um, shows that have violence is because our pain bodies demand it. Such hogwash. <laughs> pain bodies. And that is one of those, uh, there's actually this narcissist expert from Europe who contributed um, to the section for a fall issue. He, um, he calls that kind of magical thinking, and some might say, well, I, I'm a magical thinker, um, but, but quite frankly, what's in my magazine is backed by a lot of psychology, um, and I have contributors who have a minimum of a master's um, in clinical psychology or psychology or sociology or nutrition or medicine. Um, so, But there's a thing called magical thinking, and it's actually a schizoid um, way of thinking, according to my narcissist expert from Europe, who is one of the few experts on, on, on narcissism and personality disorders. And he would say, I'm, I'm going to have to email him and have him take a look at um, Tolly's YouTube videos, but he would say that this man is probably has a, a, some sort of personality disorder and it involves magical thinking. That's completely made-up crap. <laughs> well, you know, and here we are, and, and and really having a conversation about about spiritual trends. But you know, more importantly, you know, the age of personal enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And when we say that, you know, the age of personal enlightenment and the emergence of compassion, divine feminine, mm-hmm. uh, archangels, angels. You know, what does all of this mean 
in terms of whether or not we as human beings are going to contribute to healing the planet or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everything that I'm seeing that people have really grabbed onto because it really does, we all have a certain amount of narcissism in us. And when we've got a big media personality saying, hey, spirituality is really about manifesting a you know, bright, shiny, brand new car. It doesn't work in a down economy. <laughs> it really yeah. doesn't. And it's, it's, you know, I talk about the Gaia consciousness. And, mm. um, we get away from who we are. Well, we've got a caller on the line who wants okay. to connect with you and, and get, on with, uh, get on with life here. Right. Who do we have joining us tonight on the, on the line? Hi, it's Frances Long calling from Toronto. Hi, welcome to the show. How are Hi. you tonight? I'm good, thank you. Uh, well, let me connect you with MW. Do you have a question, a specific question in mind or comment? Um, yeah, I would actually like to know um, just a little bit about my own, um, I guess you could say, um, career kind of in the future, sort of in the next year or so. I'm kind of, I am trying to become, well, I'm trying to balance, you know, how working a regular day job and then trying to be spiritual. I would like to combine something so that it's more towards something that's more right for me mm-hmm. i'm wondering if you see, if the, if you see anything that would be if you see anything for me in the next tell year tell me what you're doing now um i am doing um legal research um because have you um what i'm getting is that um uh, and, and this let me see if i can and it's getting late in the evening for me so um have you Tell me about what you've really wanted to do. That's way. That's you, you think that you'll get there way down the road. Uh, I'm not really sure. There's a lot of things I'd like to do. I don't know that anything it would actually come to anything. Um, right now, I'm really into um, practicing yoga, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really into photography and travel and writing. So it's a combination of those things. Yeah, um, because I, it, it's interesting what, what, and career is kind of a tough one for me because what I like to do is when you look at career opportunities for yourself, uh, picture it in a box. So if you look at like, uh, you said paralegal? Oh, no, it's actually, it's different. It's kind of, uh, it's running the research department. So, so if you look at, we'll call your, uh, like doing, Research and running research. If I put that into a box mm-hmm. and I try to connect, I imagine like uh, a diamond in the center of your heart, okay. and then I picture that diamond going into that box. Mm-hmm. Um, can I look at first. Can I establish a connection with that? And for you, your heart keeps wanting to go around that box. It's like this isn't exactly right, but this is kind of where I am. Right. Um, I cannot get a heart connection there. So what you start, need to start doing is thinking about what, where do I really want to go, but I think I can't get there now. I think it has to be down the road. Mm-hmm. So tell me what that one thing would be that if you could do anything. <laughs> if I could do anything? Probably yeah. travel photography and writing or something okay. like that. Yeah, and the photography really connects to your heart uh, for, for you. I can see it, the photography especially. Um, and I would even go a little bit further and get into, like, videography. Really? Okay. Um, the, and the other, um, like, writing or mm, not so much, but the visual photography. Okay. And I would, um, you know, I, I, the thing that I love about 
jobs like, you know, corporate jobs like I've had in the past, mm -hmm. um, and I tell people this all the time, if you really hate it mm -hmm. or if you can't really connect your heart to it, you can really connect your heart to it if you, if you put yourself on a path to get that fantastic, you know, travel photography job. Um, it suddenly it becomes a really that, that job that you really hate that is like drudgery um, becomes a stepping stone to the larger picture. So okay. is what you're saying it becomes a means to an end, but it's not the end. Right. So it take the job and the opportunity to have it be the pathway to ultimately, you know, cut the cord and step out into whatever that is that one wants to do. Are yeah. you and Sorry. I can see, once again, video, film production, I can actually see you. I love the nature stuff for you. See, now if what I'm doing is kind of looking, I was looking down your path because your heart was connecting to something that was downward, down the path. But you can pull that in closer in time. Just get rid of the core belief that you can't have it now. You can begin making steps to get there now. And, you know, you don't have to quit your day job and take a big leap. Your day job can be a means to getting there. But I can see you doing, um, I'm seeing you setting up cameras around, um, there are other people there, and you're putting a camera up in a, a couple different positions and um, in, in a, a kind of a nature scene. And it's, um, you could be doing still, but I'm also getting video types of stuff. But yeah, like National Geographic. Ooh, okay. How yeah. does that feel when you know when MW is talking about that? How does that feel to you? Well, it's something that I really want to do, but you know how it is, people. I mean, it's it's a really tough business to get into. So that's not true. Well, I, I I have a I have a, a worldwide magazine. People assume um, that you need a big media company, and of course, right, right now it is really hard without a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, starting a magazine, but I did it anyways because I could see that vision and I could connect my heart to it. And if you listen to people who are very successful at what they do, they'll say, you've got to do a lot of work. You right. really need to love it because right. it's not going to be easy. Right. But there, trust me, people in the world who understand power who are doing fabulous things and other people look at them like, oh, you're so lucky, they connect their heart to something and they dream big and they take the steps to get there now. Keep your eye on the target yeah. and, you know, create the vision because, you know, it's not just about having dreams. It's, uh, it's, it's having a way for you to funnel some of that passion you have and uh, my recommendation is change the belief that it's hard. You know, I, I shared uh, many times on radio that I never sat down. I didn't sit down and say, well, you know, let's walk away from what I wanted to do, um, reason for going back to school, and, and let's, you know, let me now get on radio. I wrote down on a business card that I wanted to reach a million people to help them live life full out. And radio through a transposed telephone number is what showed up for me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, here it is for you to, to grab onto the vision that makes you feel good inside. And once you grab on that, you don't have to know all the details. Put one foot in front of the other and watch what shows up. Okay. I guess for me it's partly also I don't know if that's like really the right thing that I want to be doing. That's right. I, it's something well, that that's I, right. 
Always yeah. do this, and every reader do that, or every listener do this, and every reader of the magazine do this. When you're looking at something, um, like a, an option, picture it. You can picture it in a box or in a bubble. Imagine a diamond in the center of your heart. Extend that diamond out, connect it to that bubble by an imaginary cord. So the bubble is now connected to your heart. And watch what you think you want in that bubble. When you connect your heart to it, does the picture show up in very vivid detail or does it fade away? Or can you simply not hold an image in that bubble? But you should be able to hold a clear image in that bubble. That's the test. That's Your heart is the seat of your higher self. Your higher self is up there looking down at the realm of all possibilities. And if you can connect your heart, which is a connection to your higher self, to something with this simple little test, it's a sign that your higher self is up there saying, I can get you there. I can get you there. You just trust your intuition. You go for it. I will navigate you there. But the shortest path to the destination isn't always the easiest one. All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it sounds like you're going to be getting in in, in touch with what truly makes you smile on the inside. Right. Do you see yoga fitting in there anywhere at all? I, I like yoga just for kind of just for you. Um, and I, 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 I can definitely see you um, teaching classes. Okay. Um, but I um, actually think you're going to get more into hiking. Are you doing hiking now? Mm, not a whole lot. Okay, because I see you rolling up your um, yoga mat and getting more out into nature. Okay. Um, so I, I think hike, yoga to me seems like it's uh, it's like more of a personal thing for now. And if you make, I don't see it being like a, a career because I really do think um, you could build um, a pretty illustrious career if you can attach your heart to it. Because I'm seeing you doing things with multiple cameras and maybe even having people with you. Like mm-hmm. it's either a, uh, like a film crew or or both, like a still crew. But I can tell you, as someone who buys a lot of photography for my magazine, it's there are people out there producing even just stock photography mm-hmm. um, and making very good livings at it. Okay. But there are, are just a gazillion ways okay. um, to make money as a videographer and a, um, uh, a still photographer. In terms of your, your thinking for me would be more nature rather than... More nature. More nature. I'm, I, I'm in my mind. What I'm doing is this kind of okay. Would she be taking pictures of children? No. Other, you know, weddings. Um, not really. I'm really seeing you kind of in a uh, like a cap. You've got a hat, like a cap on, and you've got like hiking clothes on. So okay. there's something. There's a lot about my, mountains and high up places. So you, I hope you're not afraid of heights. No, <laughs> no. I'm, do you see which city I'm? I would be residing in. Um, you know, what's interesting is, and you guys are up in uh, Seattle now? Um, no, I'm in Toronto. Oh, you're in Toronto. Okay, so you, um, have you ever dreamed of going uh, further, cause further south? Because I, 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 like, you could end up almost being like in um, Florida or something like that, and then and I'm getting South America for you, too, hmm. Hmm. as a great destination. That seems like a good but you can do a lot of stuff. I could see you like um, I'm. I'm hearing the word Himalayas. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm seeing like Asian travel. But it, to me, it feels like if I'm looking at you're going really far, like southeast of where you are. 
in I think it's as far south as like um, Florida or South Carolina. Okay. All right, there you okay, go. Great. Thank you so much thank for you so calling much for in. Your thank time. you. Thanks. Thank you to both. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, you know, joining us here today uh, on the Dr. Pat Show, uh, we've had MW, a.k.a. Kim, joining us here today. And, Kim, you know, um, before we take another call, and for those of you that are are, are wanting to call in, 877-876-5227, you know, when we look at how to find truly how to make a difference in this world, what tips can you give our listeners well, definitely, I mean, and that's, that's how to make a difference. It's, it's okay to want to make a difference in your own life, I, but I do find that life takes on such a different meaning. We have this archangelic activation, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, really the activation of the compassion consciousness or the Christ consciousness, um, which we'll be repeating um, in the magazine. And once you do it, it really changes your perspective on life. Um, you really do feel, I find myself giving um, to a lot of different organizations and, and really trying to make everything that I do like a way to give back. Like I donate a lot of ad space um, to nonprofits in the magazine. I feature a section on living, what, what I call living archangels, these people who are really making a dramatic difference in the world. And these people will not be on their deathbeds looking back with any ounce of regret. They won't. I mean, they're just... You know, just the happiest people, mm-hmm. and it's—you'll it, never hear them talk about money. I'm so happy I made a million dollars. Look at my big house. Uh huh. They don't, don't even go there. So, what do you think about this upcoming election campaign? I have to ask you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, you know what? We're seeing some very interesting. Um, I I think very interesting dialogue happen. We're seeing candidates uh, from multiple parties and people actually stepping in and, and challenging each other. I mean, it's almost as if the challenge is done with white gloves, so to speak. Do you know what I'm saying? It is. I mean, I've, I've seen so many times, like I, I remember um, uh, watching Hillary and Obama, The only, and he's had a strategy to completely avoid her, and, and he should. But he should not be debating her head-to-head because he cannot stand up. He is very well scripted. Um, he knows the act, but when there are, are questions that are thrown at him that he's not prepared for, he can't respond to them. He's he's not as definitely not as intellectual as she is. But I really wish she would have said when she was put on the spot on the ABC debate, uh-huh. um, and you know we know you've been talking to other people in the party and you've said Obama's not electable. I really wish she would have stopped and turned to him and said. I really think that you are not qualified to do this job, and I, if you had any level of integrity or concern for this company, country, <laughs> you would step down, because he is a recipe for disaster. Mm. Like I said, he's a narcissist, and a lot of people don't really understand what this is, but they're very savvy people. And they, you can, I can actually look at people's brains and kind of tell the type of person that they are. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And narcissists have actually remapped their brains. Um, they've created a very highly defined set of rules and behaviors. And he began this process at a, right around the age of eight. And it comes from 
issues with with mother and of course there was really not much of a father figure there but um so but narcissists and he's a classic here is this is the only race i've ever seen where someone is actually interviewing or campaigning for the biggest job in the world with no qualifications and there's no discussion of qualifications like what have you done for me lately and no one is bothering to ask you know what has he done he's voted on issues well so what you know i i don't get it i i do get it i see what it is i see people really relating to the celebrity factor which goes back to the beginning of our conversation it's that celebrity and you know this promise and a lot i've had someone say to me that presidents don't even really do anything they're just figureheads and that's not true so yeah it's 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 a really been a white glove campaign and you know i don't i can't understand how people are accusing hillary of clinton of playing dirty it's been squeaky clean well, you know, this is interesting and part of, you know, what we're talking about in terms of a rising consciousness, uh, a level and a sense of empowerment, and the flip side of that, people feeling absolutely helpless around rising gas prices, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the conversations of gloom and doom, but in the end, we get to choose how we create our day at many, many levels. Right. And right. that's the point, isn't it? That is the point, and I think this election to me shows that there are oh, still a, there's a huge portion of our population that wants to elect somebody to make change, but then will sit back and be the first to criticize that person when they can't do it overnight. And Obama certainly is not, I, he's not qualified. He's really going to crack under the pressure, and if he does get elected, um, or he, he will be impeached in less than two years. And I've always felt that, and I, I think there are some party rules also, uh, that if Hillary has so many delegates that she's an automatic um, VP candidate. I think there are, someone was telling me, uh, one of my writers was telling me that there are some party rules, um, which is the reason why she's you know, playing this out if, in fact, she does fall short. I think he's going to blow it in July. I think superdelegates will flock to her. I don't even see him. So is it, can we, can we have this as a prediction? Yes. All I right. On my website, you can go up there. All right, let's I, give out that website for everyone so they can find out for themselves. Right, precognito.com. Um, and you can go on to some of the blogs. We have the frying pan test, and, and then there was another test um, uh, down below it. Um, it was a political thing that I had sent out. Uh, well, you know, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Uh, and for, you know, an energizing conversation. Thanks for all of you for tuning in. Uh, and I love the conversation. I think that, you know, when we had the call that we had tonight, I believe our caller was really speaking for so many people that are caught, you know, in between, confused about the direction of their lives. But I'll tell you one thing, M.W., that really excites me. What? We're asking the questions. The yes. question's about how do I create the life that I love. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, great. Such a different conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining Thank us you. today. And so much success. Talking. Give out that website one more time. Precognito.com, P-R-E-C-O-G-N-I-T-O.com, and look for Precognito um, at your nearest uh, bookstore. Thank you all for tuning in for the Dr. Pat Show. For more about us, check us out, www 
thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com. Until next week, step out and declare your own life's purpose. You can do it. You know it. And we support you. We'll see you next week here on The Dr. Pat Show.